Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to the Dynamic Dojo Show with Restita and Robert, your source for martial arts talk radio. Three, two, one, we're live. Welcome to Dynamic Dojo Talk Radio with Rashida and Robert. It is August 10th, 2014, and I'm Rashida, and I am joined by my brother in the martial arts, Sifu Robert Deal. Sifu Bob, how you doing today, bro? Uh, I'm doing absolutely wonderful. I do have a question of the day for all our listeners and you. Okay. Have you, have you ever felt... Like you were just one dumb ass away from completely losing it. <laughs> yep. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and, and you know what? Those are the same people that you look at and you go, who ties your shoelaces for you? Right. <laughs> That's right. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Yeah. Just some, yeah. Sometimes, yeah, I like that one dumb ass short of a... <laughs> <laughs> oh, one dumbass short before I just lose my crap. <laughs> I know, I know. And, and you know, the funniest thing today, and I think, I don't know if my wife was bitching about funds or what, but she she comes up to me yesterday. She says, okay, your daughter's taking care of all her school supplies that are done, they're done, and including her $100 calculator. I'm like, what? What? I'm like, excuse me? A hundred dollar calculator? That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> she, she, she's going into the calculus. Last year it was pre calculus. Oh, so she needs calculus. one of those big, she needs one of those crazy cool calculators. One that... of those, yeah, one of those stupid $100 calculators. Well, my wife comes down and says, you know what? I need that calculator to be able to wash the dishes and do the laundry. Yeah, and of right? Course, I had I added a couple things that I wanted it to do, but I can't stay on the air. <laughs> well, those, you because know, the weird you, thing about those, yeah, the, go ahead, sorry. Well, you remember when we were kids, we used our fingers, we used mm-hmm. little tiny regular uh, calculators, we used uh, our Casio calculator watches, which I don't even think they're made anymore. And if I if I wanted to count to twenty one, I had to be naked. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't know what it is. I mean, it's like I never took calculus in school, so I never had to buy those weird scientific um, calculators or whatever. But you know, I don't know. Apparently, these calculators. I don't know that they can figure out integrals and derivatives and all this other crap. I have no idea what, you know, <laughs> what they do, but well, I just don't understand you know, why they have to be a hundred bucks. But you look at it and you go, Oh, oh, oh Chica, you better get good grades. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Now just out of curiosity, I just want to, I want to look up something here. I just want to see what other places are, um, they're called, I guess they're called graphing calculators. 
Um, that, that I think is the graphing calculator she got, yeah. I'm see. not even sure I didn't even see it because I'd so. probably throw it against the wall. Right. <laughs> we'll see if oh, here we go. $100 calculators. Ah. Well, let's see. There's a $159 one, $139 one. Here's one from Texas Instruments. Get this, folks. You can get this. Let me let me get to TigerDirect.com. You can get this on Tiger Direct. It's a Texas Instruments TI-84 Plus graphing calculator. It's a teacher pack. Oh, that makes sense. It's a teacher pack. Okay, and you get, how many do you get? You get, it says that you get, how many do you get? It doesn't tell you how many you get. I don't know. Well, let's just say you get more than one. It's $1,068. But I'm really curious as how as to how many you get. You get well, no, no. I'm sorry. You get. I think you get 84 for a thousand. The Texas Instruments one all by itself is no. You can't get 84 because these are like 98 bucks. So yeah, and that's for the cheapest one. Oh no, I take that back. Casio, you can get it at Walmart for 42 bucks. <laughs> wow. That's crazy, man. Absolutely it is. It's... Yeah. 100 bucks. So, listeners out there, tell us about your graphing calculator and how much it costs. <laughs> Our phone number here is 347-677-0699. What we're going to be talking about today after our first segment is we're just going to recap the Masters Hall of Fame event that that happened last weekend um, over in Long Beach, California. It was a great event, and uh, so stay tuned after 6.30 p.m. We're going to also be joined by teacher of Lua, Michelle Manu. She's going to be calling in. She said she's going to be we calling are. in. To, yeah, yeah. Oh. Yeah, she said she's going to be calling in just to uh, join the conversation and to, to um, tell us what she thought about the Masters Hall of Fame. So that'll be kind of cool. cool. We'll just kind of talk about it. So if there are any other ambassadors out there or inductees that want to call in and join the fun, please do after 6.30. Again, 347-677-0699. But with that said, let's start off our first segment. So we'll go into our birthdays. Sifu Bob, what do we got for birthdays? Well, we've got uh, a good friend of ours, a good friend of the show, William Christopher Ford. His oh, right birthday's on, on the 12th. Uh, Christy Marshall, which is one of Don Baird's students in Burbank, California, her birthday is on the 13th. And since Jim Willoughby, that used to do uh, uh, Dan Heck's radio show uh, for one season, did it last year, his birthday is on the 14th. Oh, right on. This week. Very cool. I don't have any birthdays to uh, to announce of uh, martial arts subjects. So for everyone out there having a birthday the week of August 10th through the 16th, here's a tune for you. We sing happy birthday to you, and may all your dreams come true.
2014. Enjoy your birthday week. All right. Announcements. Let me pull up some announcements here. Well, why don't you start, Sifu Bob? What announcements do you have on tap there? I have one. You know, it's funny. This year, you and I have known each other a few years now. This year, we've seen each other more than we have in the last three. That's right. (laughs) Dragon Fest in May. We had the Masters last weekend. And in one month, actually four, four, four weeks exactly from yesterday, they're mm-hmm. going to have the Martial Arts History Museum Hall of Honors, mm-hmm. which is going to be pretty cool. I was honored last year. Uh, we've got some friends going this year that I nominated. Uh, you, Lisa King, Robert Parham, Don Baird, and uh, Chris Kadamian. Uh, which I'm teaching for, by the way, next week. We're we're doing a uh, half stick, half knife seminar together. Oh, cool! Uh, which is pretty cool. So uh, this is a smaller event. This is about uh, I think Michael told me yesterday it was about 220 people. Mm-hmm. Is all this is all this venue will will allow? And very uh, cool. The Dwyer is going to be there. Uh, it's going to be a really really cool event. Uh, may, Michael may have set up some tables like he did last year for sidekick publications, and uh, if if they do that, I'm going to sort of wiggle our, our way in there to put off some uh, show brochures and that. There you go. So very cool. It's going to be a great weekend. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. Another another four weeks away. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it too, and um, I'm liking that it's going to be um, a little more. Uh, how should we say intimate, you know, to, uh, with only like 200 something people as opposed to like 500 something people. <laughs> I, yes, absolutely. And, and we're getting, we've got some really close friends coming in. Uh, you know, I was asked if, to be inducted again this year because there's a different award for past inductees if they want to, want to uh, go up there again. But you know what? And this, this may sound egotistical or, or not. I don't know. I don't mean it to. But, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. I've had my time. It's other mm-hmm. people's time. It's you and Robert's and Lisa's time to shine, and I'm, I'm going to be there just to support you. That's it. I don't, oh, need, right I don't need to be up on stage talking about myself. Right on. We don't have to do that, do we? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> we have to talk about ourselves? Up, well, no, you get up on stage and give your thanks and that sort of thing. Oh, okay, because I'm like, oh, my God, I, that. You know how I'm like no good about talking about myself. I'm like, no, I don't want to do that. I'll just say thanks and yeah. <laughs> and that's it. It, it. It's like three. They're limiting it this year to like three minutes because they had people last year that went on and on and on. Are you serious? Yeah, I yeah. I'd like to thank the academy. 
<laughs> right. I want to thank my mother, my fourth grade teacher. And yeah. no, they're, they're they're holding up. They have like three cards. When it's a minute, one card goes up. When it's when it's thirty seconds, another card goes up, and they will interrupt you at the end of three minutes. Very cool. They're 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 not gonna have to interrupt me. <laughs> it's gonna take me no. like maybe a minute, <laughs> a minute, minute and a half, and I'm done. Cause I I, I hate talking about myself like that. It's just uh, I'm just honored that that you and the powers that be over at the Martial Arts History Museum Executive Council even considered me. So that's all the things I need. And, and, and you know what? I'm, I'm looking more forward. To, well, I'm, you know, I'm honored about the award, too. But I'm looking forward to seeing those people that I saw just a week ago. You know what I mean? I want to see them again and just kind of hang out in, a, like, a smaller venue and, and chill out. And, yeah, I think it'll be fun. Yeah, we see those people like once a year. This is the first year in eight years I've seen them twice in one of the same year. Right, right, exactly. So very cool. Yeah, that'll be fun. Looking forward to it. And that's going to be September 6th. I had to like... September 6th, that's right, at the Holiday Inn in Burbank, California, downtown Burbank. Very cool. Sunny downtown Burbank. What now? What is yeah. it that they used to say? It was after like I think it was after the, the uh, like not truth or consequences. It was one of those old old um, it was, game shows. It was laughing. It was no, was it no, laughing. laughing. Yeah. Where they would say in something something sunny Burbank, Kellen, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> no, they say beautiful downtown Burbank, and the funny thing That's was, it. NBC where they were filmed is in downtown. Oh. <laughs> That's what it is. Beautiful downtown Burbank. And it is. It's it's nice. All right. Very cool. Um, let's see. Now what do I have for oh here we go. I've got a few announcements. They're pretty much all You've got you've got of, like three pages. I know, right? <laughs> oh, I had to I had to get back to like the fifteenth tab on my computer. Here we go. All right. So next Sunday, next Sunday is the second annual Seattle International Martial Arts Championship. And this tournament is specifically focusing on Kung Fu, Wushu, and Tai Chi events. So there's going to be no karate, there's going to be no Kung Fu or anything like that. Or sorry, I said no Kung Fu. There's going to be no karate, no Taekwondo, no, no grappling, no Jiu-Jitsu, no nothing. It's just Kung Fu, Wushu, Tai Chi. <laughs> One of the few on this side of the, uh, this side of the United States. But... Um, the Seattle International Martial Arts Championship is going to be held at the IMA Gym at the University of Washington. And uh, the address to the IMA Gym is 3924 Montlake Boulevard Northeast. And um, for those of you that are driving into Seattle and aren't familiar with the University of Washington, it's going to be um, – the gym itself is in the intramural activities building. So don't look for a big sign that says IMA. You want to look for the intramural activities building. Um, which is south of the main parking lot, E1. And uh, that parking lot, E1, is the closest parking to the venue. And parking is free. You don't have to pay for it. Um, Now, for anyone out there that wants to compete, there is no same-day registration. So what you want to do is use the online registration form if you're going to compete. All uh, competition payments are secured through PayPal. But remember, you don't need... To have a PayPal account, you can just pay with credit or debit cards. Um, you want to use that form, and uh, the last day 
to register for competition is August 15th. They will not take registration at the door. If you plan on doing that, too bad, so sad. You're not competing. (laughs) Now, spectator tickets and T-shirts will also um, be available at the door. However, important update, we just learned from the University of Washington that commercial exchange is not allowed for non-university type of stuff. So, for example, you know, they can't sell spectator tickets for like, I don't know, 25 bucks or something like that. So instead, to get around it, um, people that want to get in will just make a donation. And this actual tournament is actually going to be in benefit for um, two charities, Seattle Children's Hospital and the Kinon Community Healthcare. What, let me say that again. Kinon, yeah, Kinon Community Healthcare. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> In the International <laughs> District. Yeah, I know. I can't talk today. Kin on. Yeah. So, so in order to get around that, just make a donation when you come in. Um, and I think you can choose which one of those charities that you can give to. So, um, so yeah, that'll be kind of cool. Uh, but if you don't want to register online, if you're a competitor, you can go straight to Northwest Wushu Academy. Um, and register with Sifu Chenyuan Lee, or you can go to the International Lion Dance and Martial Arts team and register with Sifu Tony Ao, and they're both in the International District. So, there we go. <laughs> cool. Hey, yeah. Oh, before I forget, the doors open at 8.30. Competition starts at 9.30. And last year, apparently, we raised over $9,000 for charity. So... Come to the tournament, folks, and see some of the country's greatest wushu players. All right. And then coming in September, no, let me skip that. Let's let's keep with the uh, August ones first. Let's skip down here. August 30th and 31st is the AKA American Open Championships. And this particular tournament is open to any and all martial arts, you name it, karate, taekwondo, kung fu, wushu, tai chi, anything, right? Judo, jiu-jitsu, you name it, they've got, a, they've got a division for it. And this particular tournament is going to be the home of one of the country's biggest no-gi grappling events. Um, so let me uh, go over here and just kind of give a recap of what the uh, – uh, divisions are so they don't have these divisions all broken up like by art or something but you've got traditional forms you've got creative traditional forms so basically any art that does kata or forms or whatever you can compete in this um, creative forms extreme weapons musical weapons demo team synchronized forms you've also got all kinds of sparring you got junior point sparring adult point sparring men's team sparring Hey, how come no women's team sparring? What's up with that? <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> oh, yeah. Let's get on a yeah. feminist bandwagon. Yeah, right? <laughs> well, no, what I'm saying is how come they don't, like, have anything for the gals to to do sparring? What's up with that? <laughs> and if we do ask why, why is it that guys always go jump on the feminine bandwagon? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I was going to leave it alone until I realized I did something stupid. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, oh, my gosh. I mean, they've got, like, you know, forms, you know. Anyway, 
Uh, but I bet they have it in the no gi grappling. But yeah, it's um, there's gonna be like a lot of no gi grappling, and and the kids kids can compete in this as young as four. This is gonna be cool. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Right. And, yeah. And let's see, how old does it go? Yep, thirty and thirty and over. I guess thirty and over is considered the senior division. <laughs> oh, they suck. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and also, there there are special needs special needs um, events on here. Um, Good. Uh, yeah, uh, continuous sparring events. Um, there's also this is also the NASCA World Tour um, for black. Uh, what is this? The NASCA World Black Belt Tour, or something like that. And there's also going to be a hyper pro camp. And for you know, I'm sure people out there have heard of uh, the hyper program and um, if you haven't heard of it look up hyper pro martial arts and check it out that's pretty cool too all right so let's go to the venue um this cool event again is august 30th and 31st and this is going to be at the town and country resort hotel and it's located there oh have you it's it looks really cool it looks really cool um the rates start at 109 for a single or double so Somewhat, uh, somewhat uh, affordable. However, the Town and Country Hotel is sold out through Friday for this event. So I'll get to the Overflow Hotel in a second. But the Town and Country Resort is at 500 Hotel Circle North, San Diego, California, 92108. You can reach them at 1-800-772-8527. You know, you might want to call and see if they do happen to happen to have a room available. But the Overflow Hotel is the Handlery Hotel and Resort, which is 950 Hotel Circle North, 98108 in San Diego. So it's right next door. So check it out. Um, full two days of grappling and forms and competition and sparring and every martial art available. Go check it out. All and right. if you've and never been to Hotel Circle Sifu, is, is literally just that, nothing but hotels along really? like this, this five-mile stretch. Whoa. Wow. I mean, San Diego, man. I mean, I, I bet that's. I bet those hotels are, are packed in the summer because, like, all of the events and stuff that are happening down there, right? Yep, exactly. Yep. Wow. Pretty cool. All right, last but not least, coming up in September, September 19th through the 22nd, the 37th Annual Pacific Association of Women's Martial Artists Training Camp. It's going to be held at Aldersgate Retreat Center in Turner, Oregon. And this year's theme for the camp is diversity, empowerment, and community. And uh, this particular retreat is really cool because it sits on 38 acres in a forest right in the middle of the Willamette Valley um, in Turner, Oregon. And you know, we had the camp last year, and it was just so cool. It's, uh, it's, it's, and it's like right in the middle of the city, but you really can't tell because you're surrounded by, like, forest. It's really cool. Um, so the address there for anyone that wants to go, it's 7790 Marion Road Southeast, Turner, Oregon, 97392. And uh, sorry, guys, it's women only. And <laughs> I know it sucks. It's kind of like, what? Um, and we've got like a lineup of some of the best women's martial arts instructors in the United States. We've got Sifu Aaron Birch of Kajikenbo, Sifu Robin Dahlberg, who is the wife of Sifu Charles Shepard, who was uh, one of our guests last year here on the show of Shaolin uh-huh. Kung Fu. 
Michelle Elefante, a very talented woman that's been around forever in the karate circles. She teaches Shorinru Karate. Sensei Delina Fuchs, who's going to be teaching Danzanru Jiu-Jitsu. Uh, Shifu Kori Great, teaching Wu Chen Tai Kung Fu. Sifu Lin Kessler, who will be teaching uh, Kajikembo and Dose Pares Escrima. I didn't know she was part of the family. I'll have to go introduce myself. Shihandara Masi, who's going to be teaching Hakoru Jiu-Jitsu. That's going to be kind of cool. Because she's going to be teaching uh, how to use, uh, how to do the, uh, uh, what Sheehan Allen Woodman does. You know, the, the tying rope. people up with the rope. Yeah. Right. So that's going to be really cool. Uh, Sensei Lori O'Connell, another one of our previous guests, will be teaching Kanru Jiu-Jitsu and uh, stunt fighting for film. That'll be great. Sifu Sanashanti will be teaching Tai Chi. Sifu Jin Yang, Kajikembo. Sensei Jamie Zimron will be teaching Aikido. And uh, I'm a volunteer teacher to take up a little bit of space on Sunday. I'm going to be teaching bullwhip. So those are, those are the classes. The actual full schedule will be on the uh, pama.org website. So go check it out and register now before we run out of room. We've only got a few, uh, maybe about 10 spots remaining. So register now, ladies. Wow. All right. I know. So I have a question about it, though, because when, when you come down, and I told you Saturday before the, the event, we're going to go up and see Ronald Reagan Library, which has, you know, Air Force One that he used to fly around in. It also has Marine One, his helicopter. Uh-huh. Then mm-hmm. Sunday we're doing Universal. Mm-hmm. See, but last time you were down here, last Sunday, the phone started ringing, and you had a video conference call. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Why the, you brought your you brought your damn weather with you when you came down? You brought mm-hmm. Seattle, parts of Seattle with Seattle. you. Yep. Sorry. Uh, is there going to be another <laughs> conference call that day? Um, on okay. <laughs> not that I not that I know of, not that I know of. <laughs> yeah, you forgot um, about that one as it was anyway. Yeah, yeah. I, I said, yeah, I should be available for like, you know, maybe about 15 minutes or something like that and completely forgot. But yeah, if they do ask for another check-in, I'm just going to say I'm not going to make it because I'll be in Burbank. <laughs> I'm just cool. going to say I'm not going to be able to make it because I, I won't, you know. I mean, it's like, you know, I'd, I'd like to pack in a lot of stuff before I have to leave Sunday night. So, you know, I think that, I think it would be cool if we could pack in the the universal and stuff like that. So, yay. All right. Well, let's see. Where are we at? Why don't we do uh, something a little different because I feel like I talked a lot that time. Why don't we go ahead and uh, go on to weird news first, and then I'll do the health news. How does that sound? Weird news. What? This, this is a trip. This, this is really a trip. Alleged burglar caught after beating cops in a donut eating contest. <laughs> okay. Comes from Winston Salem, North Carolina, and is titled "The Sweet Victory from North Carolina." Man who beat police officers in a donut eating contest this week soured after a newspaper story about the win led to his arrest on breaking and entering charges. Bradley <laughs> Hardison, 24, of Elizabeth City, downed eight donuts in two minutes during a contest Tuesday night at an anti-crime event 
hosted by the city's police department, according to the, stool, uh, the, the uh, story in the Daily Advance. The report caught the eye of Camden County Sheriff's Lieutenant Max Robinson, who said his detectives had been trying to interview Hardison for about nine months after suspecting him in breaking in break-ins at two local businesses. Oh, Robinson, wow. Yeah. Robinson <laughs> said they brought Hardison in for questioning on Wednesday. I said, congratulations on your win last night. Robinson, <laughs> Robinson re- recalled before arresting the man on criminal charges of breaking and entering and injury to real property. Hardison remained in jail on Friday, the sheriff's lieutenant said. <laughs> oh, what an idiot. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That, you know, I mean, he should go down in the, uh, in the history of the, the, the stupid idiot criminals, don't you think? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like that guy, that, wasn't that a couple weeks ago, that, that came back into a restaurant for lunch after he robbed the place? Yeah, after he broke in, robbed it, had him on videotape, then came back in for lunch. Yeah, go figure. What an idiot. Anyway, so criminals, don't be stupid. Well, people, don't be stupid and become a criminal. I guess I should put it that way. <laughs> That's right. That's right. That was that was that was fun weird news actually. Thank goodness he got caught. He deserved it. So <laughs> well let's move oh. on to health. Oh wait. I'm sorry, we were, we were going to go right into entertainment news, weren't we? No, no, I was going to ask you where you wanted me to go after that. Oh, okay. You, yeah, let's you uh, want me go to? ahead. Oh, uh, why don't we do that? Yeah, let's do entertainment news. Okay. Let's go ahead and pull that well, up. Well, there you go. Whee-hee! Do you remember Ooh. a few years ago, I think they said, oh, wait, when... Uh, David Duchovny and Tia, Tia Leone were having problems because he was a sex mm-hmm. addict. Wait, what? <laughs> I guess he was trying to justify having sex with other women because he was an addict. Uh, okay, you, and how did Tia? Did you, how did Tia feel about that? <laughs> well, do, do you know that? that I, I can tell you the actual clinical term. For him being a sex addict. Okay. Having a penis. <laughs> you see? You see? They are insane. Yeah, men. Men. No, being a man. <laughs> so, I guess they're getting secretly divorced. The divorced. Not over I guess this. it's not they, so they, secret now. Not so secret anymore. It came out on right. uh, uh, e-, e Online and TMZ and Former, it says former X Files star David Duchovny now has an ex-wife in Tia Leone. The actor, huh. 54, and Leone, and Leone, 48, are divorcing after 17 years of marriage. A source confirms to to uh, People magazine, mm-hmm. adding that the two had been separated for months. According oh. to TMZ, the divorce papers were were filed in June, and cite an irretrievable breakdown as the cause for the split. The former couple will reportedly share joint custody of their two children, son, Kyde Miller, 
and uh, their 12-year-old dog, or no, I'm sorry, Sit Kite is 12 years old, and their other their daughter Madeline West is 15. But Leone will have primary physical custody, with the company paying eight thousand dollars a month in child support, as well as forty thousand dollars a month in spousal support. Do you realize? What? <laughs> do you realize most people don't even make that in a year? I I don't know what to say. It's kind of like forty thousand dollars in spousal. What did they call it? Spousal support. Yeah. And eight thousand dollars in child support. That means that's four thousand dollars per child. What are they feeding these kids? I, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, maybe, maybe they go to, uh, maybe it goes to education too. I mean, did they go to, to oh, private no. school? Oh no, here's something else. The next paragraph will explain that. He hmm. will also reportedly be responsible for other expenses to relating to their kids, including summer camps, private school, and college. Oh wow! So the kids that money eat- doesn't even touch that. No, it's like this tells me that the kids are going to be all set in their in their uh, education. And since I'm guessing that all the uh, child support and stuff like that will probably be going into like, a, you know, like a trust fund or something. These kids are going to be set by the time they're 18 if they're not 18 already. Well, I mean, no, one is 12, one is 15. So you've got yeah. one for three years and one uh, for six years. That's um that's a chunk. That's still a chunk of change as well as, you know, getting all of their education paid for. But wow. You know, I don't I, <laughs> number one, why is David divorcing I mean Tia, uh, you know, I'm sure Tia's like saying that's enough of that shit. Oop, pardon my French. That <laughs> that's enough of, of that junk, you know. The, there is no having justifying sex with other women. I mean, Tia's like incredibly pretty. You oh, know, yeah. Oh, she's gorgeous. She is just hot. And, you know, David, oh, well. <laughs> oh, well. And then the, the last paragraph, is it says, after their initial separation in 2008, the same year he, re, he entered rehab for sex addiction, Duchovny and Leone reconciled, later separating for a second time in 2011. Mm, okay. But now it's uh, it's completely over now, right? Wow. Yeah. Now now it's 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 done. Oh, well, I guess on to other things there, Tia. <laughs> Much oh yeah, and I'm, I'm sure with with forty thousand dollars a month, uh, she'll be able to make it work. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure she'll figure it out. <laughs> All right. You know what? I go back to what they're paying these actors and actresses. Stupid money. Yeah. Yeah. Stupid money. I mean, I mean if I... She's, yeah. She's not going to be doing anything and going to be making more than a lot of people do every year. In a month. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you, really? you look at some places like some uh, actors and actresses like the Big Bang Theory, they make a half billion dollars of an episode. An episode. I an know. Episode and, and do like 26 episodes a year. That's thirteen million dollars. Yeah, yeah. I would get up at the crack of dawn for that. <laughs> <You know? I've... laughs> 
I would wake up in the middle of the night to go to set and go film. I will deal with like the with pneumonia and junk like that for that kind of money. But that's that's stupid money. That's that's Oh yeah. Uh, well, look at somebody like uh, Raven, uh Ray Romano or uh, not Ray Romano, uh, uh Seinfeld. Mhm. In syndication. Since Seinfeld's been off the air, he has made two hundred million dollars. <coughs> yeah, that's for doing that's absolutely nuts. nothing. That's absolutely nuts. Yeah. Well, good luck to them both. All right, I just want to remind our listeners out there really quick about our phone number here. It's three four seven six seven seven zero six nine nine. We've already got a couple people um, on the chat board our, there. Our Don't phone worry, just we'll. Blow up. Yeah, it just blew up. And uh, we'll get to you, callers. But remember, if you want to talk to us, please press 1 on your phone pad. That way it will put you in our caller queue. Otherwise, I'll just think that you're listening. Okay? That's what, um, but if they press 1, that still doesn't mean that we want to talk to them. <laughs> I want to point that out, Michelle. <laughs> I want to talk to Michelle. Oh, come okay. on. I know. Okay. All right. So okay, real your quick, turn. Health go. news. My turn. Health news. Let's try this again. All right. More like health tips. Now, it's, it's summer, and for many places here in the United States and all around the world, August tends to be one of the hottest, humid, yucky months. And, you know, when it's like 100-something degrees out there, it'll seem like your, your skin is sucking in the heat. Doesn't it? It just feels like it's sucking in the heat and your yeah. insides feel hot. And you just go, oh, my gosh, what can I do to cool down? Um, and, you know, and that's not counting humidity. If it rains, you know, like in the, uh, like in the uh, uh, regions like down by the equator and stuff like that, if it rains, now you've got humid. And then throw in some pollution, kind of like downtown Manila, and you've got nasty, right? <laughs> now, here are some tips about tips and questions about keeping cool during the summer, especially when weather is going to be hitting in the triple digits. Now, question number one is, can certain foods help toward reversing some of this exchange of body heat, right? And a dietitian, Kanchan Sagi in uh, India, says, yes, yes, they most certainly can. Um, now, usually... Um, he says, the last thing on your mind is food when you're hitting the triple digits. But if you eat smart and eat small and light meals and accompany it with plenty, plenty, plenty of fluids, you'll, you'll actually keep cool. Now, before we get into the tips, you know, here's just a little info about why we feel so bleh when it's hot out. Um, now, when it's really hot out, your muscles actually compete with your skin for blood circulation. So... When it's hot outside, more blood flows nearer to the surface of the skin to help dissipate body heat, right? And, you know, when you sweat, um, it cools the body down and keeps your body from from going into a temperature that will kill your brain cells. (laughs) But that can mean that less blood reaches your muscles. So that kind of gives you that lethargic, I don't want to do anything feeling. Um, Now, at the same time, when your body gets hotter, muscle enzymes speed up and burn glycogen more rapidly, and that depletes the stores of the sugar that's in your muscles. And that glycogen is what fuels your muscles. So 
It's important to drink plenty of fluids that will help you hydrate your muscles and skin adequately so that way you can maintain your internal cooling system a lot better. Okay, here we go. Number one tip in the hot weather, make sure that you eat light, small, frequent meals. Start the morning with a sweet, juicy fruit at breakfast. So that helps you forego the sugar. Now, ripe summer fruits such as peaches, plums, melons, and pears are exactly what your skin craves for the hot season. So citrus fruits are also very cooling. You can eat the fruits whole or actually juice them, store them in the refrigerator, and sip them throughout the day. Number two, make sure to include salads in your diet. Consuming leafy lettuce and summer greens, corn on the cob, cucumbers, and all those other kind of vegetables are a delicious way to stay cool. These foods contain a significant amount of water and can actually thin the blood a bit, which has a cooling effect. Onions, too, are great in the summer because of their ability to beat the heat and provide summer relief from summer or, and provide relief from summer ailments. So did you know that, that, that onions um, have a cooling effect? That's so weird. I didn't know that. That is weird. I've never heard of that before, that onions can actually cool down the body. I, I, I know that they can keep people away from you. <laughs> yeah, that'll help, too. And, no you know, and, you were, and it was funny. You were talking about blood flow. If David mm-hmm. Duchovny had blood flow problem, maybe he'd still be married. <laughs> I love it. That that needs a rinse shot. <laughs> that, that, I thought that did deserve a rinse shot. It did. It did. <laughs> oh, okay, that was good. All right, number three. If you do get burnt, seek relief by sipping on green tea or take a spoon of onion juice. There's the onion again. Onion juice. Now. <clears throat> These are potent antioxidants that can neutralize cellular damage caused by the sun's rays. That's pretty cool. Interesting. Number, yeah. I know. That's pretty cool. Uh, number four, to cool the body through sweating, add small amounts of hot spices to your food. Hot peppers, ginger, black pepper are all great spices to make it really hot for you, and then it will help you cool down. Number five, hydrate your body. Well, that's a given. You want to drink at least eight to ten glasses of water a day. And water is suggested as the best drink as it doesn't contain any of the nasty sugars and junk that can mess up your insides. (laughs) So for a change, make a lemon and honey drink. You just add lemon and honey to your water. And the water can be cool but not necessarily cold, or it can be um, drank like a tea. Uh, My Sifu always used to say that to drink warm temperature water or even drink tea, that will cool your body down more. Um, than just drinking cold water. And uh, you also want to make sure that you drink fluids when you're not thirsty. When you start feeling thirsty, it's already too late. You're dehydrated. Okay, um, last two. You want to make sure that you wear loose, full-sleeved cotton clothes to protect the body from the sun and to aid evaporation of sweat. And that's that's another weird one because you'd think that long sleeves would prevent you from sweating, but it actually it actually does help you. My mom does that all the time. She wears, like, bright white long sleeve shirts, and it helps her sweat a little bit and protects her skin. All right, last one. Stay indoors if you have to during the hot hours. So if you're going to have to do anything like exercise or jogging or whatever, save that for the cooler parts of the day, like in the early mornings before 10 a.m. or in the late evenings after 5.30 or 6. So that's it for my health news. 
Whew. <laughs> I got I got all hot just saying all that. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, let's do this. Let's go ahead and take a short break, only about two and a half minutes, and then we'll get back to our recap of the Masters Hall of Fame. So don't go away, folks. We'll be right back. Hey, after this. MMA fighter Jason Mayhem Miller here. School bullying and cyberbullying statistics are increasingly viewed as an important contributor to youth violence, including homicide and suicide. Let's kick bullying together. Go to we'rekickingit.com. This is Annie Lennox of Eurythmics, or RAD. Please don't drink and drive, and don't drive if someone else has been drinking. Thank you. Public service announcement brought to you by the U.S. Department of Transportation, RAD, the National Association of Broadcasters, and the Ad Council. This is Guru Rocky Twitchell of Citrus Heights, California, and you are listening to the Dynamic Dojo Talk Radio Show. Vikings. We come from different places. Uptown. Downtown. We come to different conclusions. Half empty. Half full. But when we live united, we make a real difference in the building blocks of life. Children succeed in school. Families gain financial stability. The health of our neighbors improves, and suddenly so do our communities. Real change won't happen without you. Live United. So give, advocate, volunteer. Live United. Sign up today at liveunited.org. Brought to you by United Way and the Ad Council. You're listening to the Dynamic Dojo Show with Restita and Robert, your source for martial arts talk radio. And we're back. If you're just now tuning in, this is Dynamic Dojo Talk Radio with Restita and Robert. Our phone number here is 347-677-0699. Or if you don't want to call in, Go to the Blog Talk Radio Show Marquee, scroll down a little bit, and you'll find a chat board. You can go ahead and type your questions in there. All right. Well, you know, last week, me and you, Steve Bob, we went to the Masters Hall of Fame, and boy, oh boy, it was a blast, wasn't it? Oh, we had so much fun. So much was, fun. Was, even, you know, even though one of our, the, the people online jacked me up on Saturday... That's okay, Michelle. I forgive you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, <laughs> why don't you go ahead there, Zibu Bob, and introduce our um, introduce our guests that are going to be joining the fun today. Okay, and fun it shall be. Yeah. Uh, we've got two on the line. One of them, Mr. Dan Hecht, which is the CEO of the Masters Hall of Fame, and Michelle Manu uh, taught uh, at the seminars last weekend, and she is our new ambassador to the Masters Hall of Fame. Hopefully that Woo-hoo! made it official because I just threw somebody under the bus. Just <laughs> <laughs> say Dan. <laughs> Michelle, welcome to the show. Hi, you guys. Hi. <laughs> is Dan there? Yeah, oh. Dan, Dan's online with us. Right on. How you doing, Dan? Can you hear us? Can you guys can you guys hear me? Yeah, now, now I can. can. Yeah, yeah. Outstanding. I'm uh, I'm at work outside, standing out in the wonderful area of Los Angeles at USC. Oh, right on. Awesome. Very <laughs> cool. 
Very cool. Hi, Michelle. Well, hi, Dan. Awesome. Thanks for joining us, you two. Last last weekend was just so much fun. And I and uh, first off, to to begin our recap, why don't we go ahead and start with Hunchy Dan, and followed by Michelle and. Hunchy Dan, what are your thoughts on last week's event? What, how did you think it went? Oh, my gosh, it exceeded all expectations. Uh, we, uh, we sold out probably a month before the event was over. We had to have the Hyatt give us uh, additional room. And I, I don't know, I, you guys just do such a great job. The, the credit really goes to the ambassadors and the people behind the scenes like you and Bob. Uh, and now, now Michelle is our VP of Legal Affairs. She'll be doing great stuff for us as well. So I, I kind of, yeah, really, I'm, I'm the guy that just kind of stands up front and says, wow, you guys do really good work. So, but I, I exceeded all expectations. We had a really good time, especially Master Ken. That was phenomenal. <laughs> that was awesome. That was great. <laughs> that was fun. Michelle, what did you, what did you think? Well, I did enjoy the Fest of Freedom. As you can see, I volunteered to go up there <laughs> for that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, I was inducted in 2006, and the event that I went to was much different and much smaller than what I experienced last Friday. And I'm just really excited to be the new VP of Legal Affairs. And even if I wasn't, I'm just excited to be a part of such a great organization that is growing and developing and probably going to be very beneficial for the members in, in the near future with some of the changes that are going to be made. So it's just a very exciting time, and I'm just happy to be part of it. Well, we're happy to have you for sure. Oh, thank you. Now, yes, now Dan, was there, was there anything that you would change uh, this year? Do you, do you think it went absolutely perfect? Well, no, it didn't go – never, it never goes absolutely perfect, Bob, but uh, <laughs> this year was a uh, – a, a great year uh, as far as the Masters Hall of Fame is concerned, but we've been planning on changing stuff. You know, we change little stuff every year. Uh, every year. I wanna, right. Every year. We want to change something. We always learn something from the year previous. Uh, so this next generation of the Masters Hall of Fame, we kind of plateaued where we're at, and we've grown as much as we can grow in this Version of the Masters Hall of Fame. As you well know, Bob, um, you were inducted in what year? 2008? Yeah. Okay. So, you know, the changes in the Masters Hall of Fame happen every year, but they're slow incremental changes because you don't want to shock the conscience of the body, so you want to make mm-hmm. sure everybody absorbs those changes. We're, we're as, as, as large as we're going to be able to be in the form that we're in, and uh, that's one of the reasons we brought in German Hernandez is the Vice President of Special Relationships, where he went out and got us actual corporate sponsors this year. Uh, we bring it, we're bringing in Michelle because contracts are so important for the Masters Hall of Fame, and she's an mm-hmm. attorney, and she's a martial artist, a warrior scholar, as I say. So as we move in the direction where we want to go uh, to an international venue, this year we went to Texas. Our first event outside of Southern California, there was a huge success. It, it, it broke mm-hmm. all records we've ever had. Um, so you know, our next uh, venture is going to be in Venezuela and then Switzerland, our international ventures. Oh. So as we move forward, you know, we're, we're taking the organization in a much broader and more dynamic, inclusive uh, to the martial arts community. Uh, we, just want, we want to represent everybody in the martial arts community, not just Southern California and the people that can make it to Southern California, if mm-hmm. that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. 
Definitely. Now, you were talking, though, about having next year's event in Hollywood. Uh, is that going to be something you're going to entertain the idea of? Well, that's that's going to be our next event. Uh, our next stateside events will be done in Hollywood. Uh, we're we're in the middle of a negotiation with Budo Magazine. They want to be a part of uh, what we're doing next year. In fact, they're actually scouting a, a spot right now. However, as you guys know, I'm in the middle of a doctorate from Argosy, and I will not do what I did this year next year because I almost died. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, Dan, uh, send me the contract. Yes. Yes. So, I definitely need somebody to look over my contracts before I sign them so I don't get myself in more trouble than I'm already in. But uh, uh, um, the, idea, the idea is to wait until after I get done with my coursework, will be, which will be in uh, about this time next year. I'll be done with all, all coursework, and then I'll be working on dissertation, which will allow me a little more time to plan. So. I'm thinking we're going to have a, an event in late 2015, if not early 2016, stateside. Um, and I've got a lot of people on board that can make that happen. Even if I can't run day-to-day operations, we've got mm-hmm. enough people in place that can step in and make decisions when I can't make them. Mm-hmm. So the idea is to move it to Hollywood and, and broaden our expand a little bit, or broaden our uh, Broaden our reach. Uh, one of the things that we're going to do that's different is we're going to split up the Association of Masters from the Masters Hall of Fame and have a separate event for the Association mm. of Masters. Uh, and, and that is brought on by the need to, uh, to limit our awards. We, we want less awards and more, more Master 10s, per se. I, I, I want <laughs> to have more entertainment and, and less, you know. Well, I'll, the guy will remain nameless, but during an award, which I realize, this, this is the the genesis. It takes a, sometimes it takes the club to hit me in the head. In the middle of me handing out, I think it was your award, Bob, someone came up to me and started asking me a question about next year. I'm handing out, I'm handing an award out. Wow. So they, were they, they were like, okay, this has been, we've been doing awards all night. I've got to ask a question. And I said, hey, will you, can you give me a couple minutes? I'm almost done. So uh, to make the event better, we're going to make, more, make it more entertainment. And I'd like to see the Masters Hall of Fame go to about 50 inductees, mm-hmm. of quality inductees, and, uh, and you know, maybe 300 or 400 guests. And that's where mm-hmm. I would like to see us in the future. Instead of having the eight, 800 guests uh, and 150 inductees, it just makes for a long night. Right. And the feedback I'm getting is everybody had a blast. But the, the funnest part for them was the, part, the red carpet, the Master Ken, the after party, the social aspect of the Masters Hall of Fame. Not mm-hmm. so much watching people give trophies. So, mm-hmm. you know, with that said, we're going to start moving in that direction because that's what our community wants. Very cool. Very cool. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Yeah, so Michelle, um, did, what, what did you think about the um, – well, I mean, it was a blast, but um, was there anything specific that stuck out in your mind that was, like, really cool? <laughs> <laughs> well, of Other course, than I'll Master go back Kiss. to the rest of freedom. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, I, I think it's just the, the ability to get together with um, people that we don't see on a regular basis. Like, you know, Bob was saying how he's seen you more, you know, this year and last year than he's seen you in forever. And I think we all experience that. You know, we're all busy enriching our community, uh, teaching others, uh, furthering our arts, um, helping out everyone in the process. And, 
you know, we don't get that time to socialize, to be with one another, to catch up and just to take a photo, you know, I mean, it could be like six years since we've seen someone and we change, you know, so it's kind of nice to update our photos and see our friends. That was nice. That was really nice. Yeah. Well, you know, what's really funny is every time I see Michelle, she gets more and more beautiful. So, you know, uh, I don't want to wait to see her for he six months about? for six years. You. you, you <laughs> <care about her. laughs> you're My goodness, I'm like, Dan. Why does this, girl, this girl doesn't age. She just gets uh-huh. more and more darling looking. Well, you're, hey. you're keeping me from having to do the fillers, so thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> hey, Mich- Michelle, I have a question for you. Shoot. Aren't you a sexual harassment attorney? <laughs> Are you talking about the incident that I had? Oh, no, no but you know no. what I mean, really, Dan, thank you for the compliment. I'm sure Rosita receives them, too. And, you know, as a woman in over our 30s, which, which you know, Rosita, you said there's, there's no team sparring for females in over 30 as senior. So I think that we should actually enter next year's team sparring event <laughs> as seniors. <laughs> there you go. I know, over 30. I, you know, that always, that I always wondered ridiculous. about that. Why does, that's ridiculous, isn't it? I was like, 30, really? You oh, know? come on. <laughs> I thought, See, I thought you were 24, Michelle. <laughs> Thank you. Oh. No, well, my daughter will be 21 at the end of this year, so that's not that's possible biologically, awesome. but thank you. That is very, very early. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, you know, what I, what I enjoyed a lot was the seminars. So, Bob, let's yeah. talk about the seminars. Awesome fun. Yeah, so, mm-hmm. Bob, um, do, you, do you still happen to have that list of uh, who, who we had? I know, I know Michelle taught. You know, and Darren Tabone and Jacob Bressler, and I'm missing a few people because my I've Mark Chewy, I think. Did it Mark Chewy? Mark Chewy, Chewy. yes. Yeah. Robert Parnum. Yeah. Robert Parnum, Mike Bandos, Mark Chewy, Jacob Bressler, Michelle Manu, Robert Parham, Darren Tabone, and Rosita. Okay. Yeah. 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 And they were so all great. Bob. They were all great. Oh, that's right. You did pretty much all of them, didn't you, Hanshi Dan? I think you like. I I I didn't get there for uh, uh, Mike. I got there at the end and took pictures. <laughs> oh, you sneaker. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But you know, I was up till two thirty in the morning. I put everybody to bed, so uh, they yeah. were done two thirty-three, and then I was up at seven thirty-eight for seminars. So. Wow. Um, yeah, I had to get some coffee in me before I could start throwing people around. Right. <laughs> right. right. You guys right. closed out the bar, didn't you? You guys we closed did, out yes. the we, bar. We did. Well, you did too. You did. Rosita I, and, and uh, Robert, you closed us up too, didn't you? No, I wasn't there. Flaked on us. I, I flaked. I was. I was having a. I was having a. Like a yeah. I, no, I she's a senior citizen, so she had to go That's back right. to her room. There you go. There you go. Oh. I wasn't, yeah. Oh, that was. No. No, I actually wasn't feeling all that hot. It was a long day. It was a long day. Yeah. It was. It. it but it was just so much fun. I mean, mm-hmm. I. Yeah. And the and the seminars were really cool and and stuff. Now I didn't um, I didn't get a chance to do all, um, of the seminars. So Bob, how about you tell us a little bit about how each seminar went. You know, I was really surprised because when when we got kicked out of the hotel because of construction, we ended up at, at the internationals, and all we got was you're in you're in the series 100 rooms. 
That's about a half a mile of room. Yes. <laughs> from one end to the other, right? And yeah. I had nobody's phone. All I had were the instructor's phone numbers. I, yeah. I had no way to contact anybody to tell them where we were. I wow. thought I felt that it was a success. I felt that, that we had decent numbers for giving the situation. Well, Bob, mm-hmm. let, me, let me interrupt real quick. If I went and looked in, in, into the Long Beach International Seminars, and we were, our numbers were the same as theirs. So, oh, and, cool. they, and they had, you know, their audience was you know, 4,000 competitors. Yeah. So we're, yeah, I mean, we did right. really well. We did really yeah. well. We did very well. And I think next year, uh, when we do the, the, next, the next national one, the one, next, the one in Hollywood, the seminars will be better because we're going to change them up a little bit and do some other things. You, you, you and I are get together and, and talk this through, but, you know, for the, the amount of people we had, we, we were competitive with somebody who had 100 times more of an audience poll. So mm-hmm. I, I think we were very successful. We, I, I yeah. thought so, too, considering we had no way to tell people where we ended up. Uh, I thought we were very successful. Now, the reason I jumped in on Michelle was Watch because... it. Watch it, Bob. <laughs> oh, man, okay, that didn't start out the way I wanted it to. <laughs> no, the reason I jumped in Open on the show seminar is because I thought her she was going to have a low turnout, and she had a great turnout. Oh, yeah, she had a great she, I think hers was oh. one of the larger ones. Yeah, yeah it, it was. It was yeah. just a cool – I, I want to I, I kind of rave about that seminar because – Okay, so listeners out there, if you've never checked out Lua, check it out. I mean, it was like Michelle brought like this huge bag full of uh, weapons, and boy, oh boy, I tell I, I you what. I thought you were going to say a huge bag full of toys, but that's okay. I did they too. Toys. <laughs> yeah, they, they, kind of, they kind of are toys. Um, they are. But boy, boy, oh boy, listeners, you know, if you think a sigh is dangerous, you need to oh see gosh. some of these weapons. And Michelle, like, took us through each of these weapons and showed us some tech- techniques with them. I'm like, I want them all. <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was a great seminar, Michelle. I enjoyed it a lot. And, and you know, the, just, the, just the amount of the wealth of knowledge of not only Lua, but the culture you know the Hawaiian culture behind the art. You know, I, you know, I, I suggest that anybody out there, you know, check it out. And you know, maybe next year, maybe we can convince Michelle to do another seminar. And I think that's a done deal. Yeah, and yeah, because people listening, I mean, definitely check it out. Michelle's a great teacher. Now, Michelle, you've come up here a few times to Seattle, and I, I just found out about it not too long ago. I was like, what? Michelle was up here? What? You know. Well, first, thank you so much for enjoying my seminar, even coming. Um, you know, female instructor and a bunch of odd-looking tuning fork type of weapons. Um, <laughs> you know, they're highly effective. And, uh, you know, since the seminar, I've been able to actually receive some orders, um, custom orders for sets and also single pieces, which I wow. worked with my senior ranks all day yesterday in the wood shop. So we're all working closely together to get these uh, weapon orders out. Usually I was just, I thought I could make them on my own. I need, I need the work. Actually, one of my senior ranks is an expert, and the other one is very, very far more advanced than I am. But mm-hmm. we're just going to all work in unison to try to get these orders out, which, which comes with that, seminars. 
they want to know how to use them properly um, after they put cool. them up on the Lua wall. So it's very exciting culturally to perpetuate what my Elohe, you know, Solomon Kaivalu has spent his life um, kind of educating the public. And so it's very mm. interesting to be in this place. But, yes, I have been in Seattle twice, um, seven-star Women's seven-star mm-hmm. uh, kung fu, Kaju Kempo, brought me up, I think, in 2011 and again in 2013. And just what oh, a right bunch on. of wonderful women. I mean, the school is 100-plus. They're just such a tight community, and I always love coming up to Seattle to share. It's just wonderful. <laughs> so Cool. Yeah. I'll see about trying to convince him about bringing you up again. <laughs> and during her seminar, she'd like to, she, Michelle really liked to share with me. Of course. <laughs> oh, well, you should be so flattered, Bob. <laughs> I was, you know, in, I should have had you, see that red mark around my neck? I should have had you autograph that. And where you, where you, <laughs> me in the jaw? I just right here. You know, that was just a straight you punch. Know. You're such a wussy. <laughs> that, was such, that was a love tap. You could have hit me a lot harder in the jaw. I felt it. Oh, yeah. I, well, I, I do adore you, you know. That was a love tap. Yeah. That was hey, Bob, yeah. hey, Bob when's the last time somebody beat you up besides your wife, okay? <laughs> right. Well, that, was, that was pretty much it. Wow, Dan. Then I jumped in on Restitas. And she, oh, gave it my she gave it to you. You got, you, you, yeah, you got handed. You got handed your. I can't say it on the radio, but you know you got handed at both those seminars. I was laughing. <laughs> I, I know. I know. It was funny. That, that was it the was first funny. time my wife let me take them out of her purse. <laughs> <laughs> hey, oh hey, you need to. You need to learn the. Ta- you need to learn this concept. When you're overmatched, you need to tap out. <laughs> that is helpful. Although I don't really that pay is. much attention to that. But you know, you can bring your yeah. merch to my class next time and we can use that instead of the Kaane. I like wow. it. I love <laughs> That was so cool. But yeah, you know, the some of the the seminars were like incredible. Like Darren T. Bone's seminar was like like Oh, it's crazy oh, cool. Yeah, like I, oh yeah. I, he he yeah. packed the house. He brought in people from everywhere. You know, yeah, the, yeah. the stick fighting seminar was just phenomenal. But I'll tell you, my favorite seminar of all was yours, Rosita. Because mm-hmm. I oh, really? got to work with Michelle. Oh, yeah, yeah. The, the six <laughs> and the three, the six and the eight step sparring. Oh, I got to work yeah. with Michelle. We had a blast. <laughs> we you really did. did. You guys did. I mean, I we had a blast. Yeah, that, you guys so awesome. I'm glad you guys had fun with the with those drills. And oh, I was kind of great. bummed out that we couldn't get the one count because that when things get crazy. <laughs> I bet. I bet. <laughs> Just gets crazy. But hey, yeah, I caught was... crap all weekend, Rosita, because you ended up counting for me because I didn't want to keep going. Bob couldn't count anymore. Too many kicks to have, right, Bob? <laughs> I was like, oh, you about that. One. about it just generally if you want I still don't know who he, who he is but in all of my 
martial arts um, year since I was nine. I've never actually, you know, there's people that come up and they want to show you their power, and you're in a seminar. You're not even in class. You're working with people right. that are different arts. You know, you want to show respect to the instructor who's showing you completely different concepts that, you, that yeah. you've never seen before. Right. So this, this gentleman, I'll call him, switches um, partners with me, asks my partner to switch because of a height difference. And right there, that should have been a red flag. As Maya Lohey teaches me, you, you train on every size, guy, female, right. uh, weight, to learn different tools and know which one of your tools are effective. You know, it's like if someone attacks you on the street, wait, you can't attack me, you're not my height. Do you know what I mean? That's just not going to work. Okay. Yeah. So this gentleman um, switches with partners with me so he can work with me. Um, Rosita, you didn't get the uh, explanation from me, and I did not mean to be disrespectful to you during your seminar, but this gentleman essentially changed what you were doing, opened up my arms, which, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm working with him, I'm staying loose, and decides to get me right. in a front face lock. So oh, his entire body is on me, which is Lua, that's totally fine. This uh, uh -huh. guy is... is He's from, he told me he was from Hawaii, so I don't know what his beef was, that I'm, you know, a Hapa female um, from the mainland in Lua. Uh, I, I, don't, I don't know what his beef was. It doesn't really matter. Right. But his intent was the most intense I've ever felt in my life being against someone in a seminar. He was mm -hmm. not going to let go of my face, and that was very clear. And my instincts kicked in, and um, I took out his legs while I made his top of his body. So like in, in Hulua, you know, the waist down is the man, and from the waist up mm -hmm. is the woman. Well, I made his woman go back, and his legs, you know, the man come up, and he hit the ground, mm -hmm. then he bounced, and then he lost his eyeglasses, you know, about 12 feet from his body. And I think uh -huh. I was just in shock that someone actually wanted to hurt me. I would have never expected this. So mm -hmm. that's essentially what happened. You didn't see what he did to me, but you did see me retaliate and defend mm -hmm. myself. Mm -hmm. And um, I would never want to hurt him or, you know, be dis disrespectful in your seminar. But it was him or me at that point. I think it was a millisecond away from my, my uh, cheekbone cracking. So yeah, it, you know, it was oh my necessary. God. Um, yeah. Well, and you know, now, another thing is, you know, it. yeah. Um, if there was another woman and she came up to me and said, Kumu, what would you have done? I would have done what I – had I moved, tried to move my woman and got out of it, his his lock would have gotten stronger. So I actually had yeah. to take the man out. It was the way yeah. it needed to – and it needed to happen right away because he was not going to stop. So, well, you showed I'm, commendable restraint because I'm going to tell you, I've been in similar situations where someone's trying to prove a point, and yeah. I prove the point for them. So you show mm -hmm. commendable restraint. I probably wouldn't have been um, as nice as you were to him. He, he would have felt the wrath of me because he brought it on himself. So, you know, I'm proud of you that you didn't stomp on his face after you knocked him down. Well, I probably thank you, Dan. <laughs> well, I you know, I haven't I, I probably would have listened to him. <laughs> I told my senior ranks yesterday, um, you know, Ron Burns and Greg Shaner, that, you know, if he, that he would have met Michelle, the Michelle five years ago with fire in her pupils, that he would have been choked out and yeah. I probably would have been in jail. So, you know, I thought we're all in an evolution. And, you know, I felt bad for hurting him, but it was, it was either him or me at that point. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, it, I am just, I'm just, oh, ugh. go ahead, Bob. <laughs> well, the funny thing was, Michelle, the guy you were working with before, Miles, I had, I've known him for almost 30 years. He, went, we all, he took us all out to dinner that night, and he said that guy was like that the whole day. Really? Oh, yeah, wow. Well, wow. Day. I didn't meet this guy. I'm still trying to place him. 
we got she got to show me a picture of this guy. He, so I can get yeah, an idea. Dan, I'll send you yeah. a picture. Yeah, I've got a picture too. I know exactly who it is. He had like okay. he had like yeah. Yeah, he was wearing well, a very yeah, noticeable shirt. Well, yeah, we'll just say he was wearing yeah. a very noticeable shirt. Yes. Yes. And okay. you know, and if I would have seen, if I would have seen what was going on, Michelle, I would have nipped it right in the bud. Um, oh, I know, or, but that's why he had it back to you. See. Yeah. But what you know, I understand uh, it happened all of a sudden, though, right? It sure did. It, it happened very quickly. So, and I was not imagining it. I mean, I can, I can actually, the event still bothers me. Um, you know, I've asked for forgiveness if I hurt him, and, you know, it's not part of our culture. Where, yeah, it's a, very, it's a warrior art, but I never set out to hurt anybody. And, you know, one of my yeah. senior ranks said yesterday, Michelle, I would have hurt him worse than he was trying to hurt me. But that's not what it's about for me. You know, we have great responsibility in what we know and what we're trained in. And, you know, mm-hmm. hopefully he learned the lesson. I'm not really sure yep. what the lesson was he was trying to teach me. Um, yeah, but he he learned it and he left. So yeah. that's good. I got rid of him. <laughs> yeah. So. yeah, Well, I mean, I, he was gone. Was... He was gone after that. It was like, whoa, yeah. oh, okay, well, <laughs> that's good. When, when, he, he probably went to the hospital, Michelle. Well, you know what? I'm sorry if you, you know. But that's... No, I'm I'm keeping it. I know I know you. I know that you because uh, you talk about this with me at great length. So I know it bothers you, but I I really want to tell you. This he was brought on by him. You show commendable restraint because I know uh, what you could have done to that guy, and <sighs> you know he brought it on himself. So don't worry about it. It happens okay. to everybody. All right. mm-hmm. and, well, thank you. And why why is it though, Dan? When when we because Rusty and I heard the side, we knew what direction to look in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah, not fair. Really. I represent that. <laughs> I, 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 I miss that, Bob. <laughs> I represent that. Being able to train with Michelle, she's very, a very, she's a, she's got, she's a tactician. So yes, very, very right. solid yeah. martial artist, tactician. Do not be fooled by this pretty, young, beautiful flower, as I've seen that post. Uh, yeah. I am a beautiful flower! What are you be talking about? Young? <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, anyway, so do not be fooled understood. by the flower, because the, the thorns will get you. <laughs> yeah, the poor will get you. Yeah, don't let the, don't let the flowers, like, hit you in the head on the way out. Oh, but you know, I just never, you know, kind of on the same subject, I just never understood... Because I'm pretty sure, like many females, I've gotten through this, gone through the same thing. I know I've gone through the same mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. My business partner well, Cheryl's gone females. through the same thing. I'm gonna tell you right now, it's not just females. It's just they, yeah, guys challenge yeah. guys. You know, I'm yeah. if you're doing a seminar and you're someone, uh, I get challenged every seminar. Every single seminar, someone, you know, I'm the old mm. fat guy. So yeah, you know, oh hey, let me see if this really works. So you know, one of my third dons, he wasn't he, and this is a true story. Uh, before he was my student, he was in a seminar with me, and he kept going, that won't work, that won't work, that won't work. Uh, mm-hmm. So, and I'm demonstrating, 25% speed. It's, yeah. He tried to counter a, a takedown, and I ended up folding his foot in half. He had his, he had his foot literally oh. folded in half 19 places. He had broken in 19 places. He left. When he oh. came back, he started training with me. He's one of my third dons now. <laughs> so, you know, that, that won't work, that won't work, that won't work only worked for so long and then yeah and then i did like i said 25 percent speed i mm-hmm. didn't know what he was going to do he tried to counter and i mean i wouldn't have continued the technique if i would have saw the counter it was from a rear barrel 
And I wouldn't mm-hmm. have continued the technique, but I didn't know what he did. And then when he stepped back, I just put all the weight on that back leg and it collapsed. So, oh. you know, it happens with everybody. It's not just men and women and it's yeah. not women and women. It's, it's martial artists. They have eagles. I, yeah. I don't know if that's a, that's a new shock to anybody, but martial artists do have eagles. Yeah, so. and it just, it just, well, it's, uh, it's, it's disturbing because then, you know, it's, you know, what are they learning? You know what I mean? It's, uh, don't they get it that they're, they're a representative of their art and who taught them? And then they go into a seminar and act like an asshole. Pardon my French. No, you know, they do. Just, it hey, just makes, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, it just makes their art just look you know, just so bad when when they do that. Right. And what's the point? You right. know, it's like you're going to a seminar. If you knew it already, why are you here? So, <laughs> you know, that's the way I look at it. It's kind of, oh, that won't work. You know, I got that all the time. And one guy, I uh, I broke one guy's nose with a stick because he he wouldn't let go. I was trying to do a disarm, and he's like, well, mm-hmm. you know, you got the angle. Uh, you know, it's not going to work that way because you know I've got a pretty thick wrist and my pain compliance, and I just kind of. Tighten it a little more, and as, and all of a sudden the 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 I guess the momentum of him holding on <laughs> and finally breaking through the dam we say break through the dam between the thumb mm-hmm. and the index right. finger right pow and then his stick like smashed him in the nose and I heard that ugly glass breaking noise and I was like oh oops, I'm sorry you know <laughs> not really yeah. right. Yeah, and I was just yep. yeah and it was just like ugly and you know blood everywhere and I was just like dude. You know, it was either you get disarmed or I would have broken your wrist. You know, what do you mm-hmm. want? And, right. you know, do they learn from that? We don't know. We don't know. We do know, have some I, I have a theory the on this. What's that, Dan? I, I said I have a theory on this. I, I have the benefit of using my art in my work, right? I, I mean, I, my, what I do is pressure tested. I use it in police work. Mm-hmm. Some karate practitioners only use their art and their dojo under controlled circumstances, which isn't mm-hmm. a bad thing, but they, they never get pressure tested, and therefore they think <laughs> everything works or taught. Right. Well, you know, I know and you know that everything does not work the way you're taught it in a, con- in a controlled situation. Yeah, maybe. But when you're in the mm-hmm. street, you know, size does matter. Uh, angles matter. Simpler mm-hmm. is better. You know, mm-hmm. I, I, I can't remember the last time I did a spinning anything in the street when I'm taking somebody in, in the country. No dragon <laughs> whip kicks. Imagine that. Yeah. No flying knees. Simpler yeah. is much better and more effective. I take mm-hmm. people to the ground and put cuffs on them. That's what I do. Mm-hmm. So um, not that the other stuff that we, we're teaching is a bad thing. It's just, you know, they have no place to test it. And mm-hmm. when they get into seminars with somebody that is, that is as accomplished as Michelle or you are, they're going to try to test that theory on somebody accomplished to see if their stuff works. And then, you know, that's a win-lose situation, and somebody's going to lose. And instead of doing the win-win situation where let's exchange techniques and talk mm-hmm. about the techniques, mm-hmm. they, they end up doing a win-lose instead of a win-win. So, yeah. That's a good know, theory. I, I don't know. It's just a theory. You know, just a theory. It's a good theory, but they should also, if they want to test out, go to a bar. I mean, why are you going to go somewhere where there's the rest of the martial arts professionals where we trust each other, that we're not going to hurt each other in a right. seminar. We're going to get hurt on the street. Yeah. You know, and so, you know, that's, that, that's, that's the issue that really I have. Me. That's mm-hmm. nothing that kills me. We're, t- we're, t- we're testing 
technique XYZ and you want to throw ABC in there, we're, yep. working on, we're working on XYZ. We're working in a controlled environment. Let's do yeah. six-step sparring or three-step sparring, and all of a sudden you, you know, bring up brass knuckles. What, what are you doing? <laughs> we're working on yeah. techniques. We're, you know, we're not, we're not fighting here. We're fighting. This is a different story. I'm gonna, you know, right. I don't lose fights. I, I have weapon systems from, you know, my, my officer presence to, to a handgun, so I don't lose fights. Yeah, I'll just wanna, use my teeth you know at I mean? that so, point. So right, yeah. yeah, and I think it's you went from seminar perks to confrontation, and you did it. You did it seamlessly, and and without, because some people would have got hurt. Here, they would allow that to manifest where you would have got hurt. Some mm-hmm. people wouldn't have had the responsibility or the maturity to say, okay, we're, we move from seminar to confrontation, and mm-hmm. if we're in a confrontation, it's no longer a seminar. Nope. Now this is, you, you're outside the seminar realm when you start doing stuff that's not a part, not applicable. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a leadership issue with that guy, not you. You handled yourself appropriately. I probably would have done the same thing even more. I mm-hmm. I, I don't Thank take you. that kind of stuff very lightly, you know. But uh, for the people that know me very long, they 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 know that. So well, I just don't think you expect it. You know, I would expect that yeah. on the street, but not in the seminar where you know it's common knowledge we would be safe. You know, and so yeah. interesting stuff. With this level of competitor too, with this level of martial artist, these were all senior martial artists. Yes, there that's correct. He was wearing his rank. Yes, he was. Yeah. Yes, this is, I mean, I don't think there was anybody in there that was of a junior, a junior rank, or even a junior black belt rank. These were all senior martial artists. Who were there mm-hmm. to enjoy our, each other's company and share technique and, you know, to have someone to, you know, beat on his chest and say, my stuff's better than your stuff, it's, this, is not the, this is not the place. You should have gone yeah. downstairs for that then. <laughs> yeah, we can, right? we can arrange that if they want. We can put them in a cage and yeah. say, okay, all rules are out. Let's go. <laughs> you know, we'll work on that, Dan. Let's talk about that on Tuesday during our meetings. So we could take martial arts and <laughs> master's yeah. of fame there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, right? <laughs> yeah, I like it. I like it. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, anyway, your we health went segment. Off on a tangent. Oh yeah, yeah. Whole segment but, this. yeah. Sorry about that. So continue. Let's move on. <laughs> Let's move on. Yeah. <laughs> so Bob, um, what other what other cool things stuck out in your mind for like the event or or the seminars or like how did Jacob's seminar go? Did you? I don't remember oh where I was. Gosh, that was great. I was. was I it? got to play with Jacob. I, yeah, I got to be Azuki. So, and I've done seminars with Jacob before here at USC and a couple other ones. So, he is a uh, Krav guy and a Kapop guy. Very combat-oriented. My system is also combat-oriented. We do a lot of the same stuff. You know, know, he's got his own flavor, of course. He's very rarely flavored. Uh, But it was just so much fun. Just so much fun. And, uh, you know, yeah, it was, he was, he was bleeding on the end from a rubber knife. He, oh, he actually man. bled from a rubber knife. And I was like, oh, I'm sorry, man. He goes, he's like, man, this, that makes training good. Dude, what do you, don't apologize for this. This is a good training. So just different, yeah. different uh, uh, dynamic when you get to train with somebody as talented as Jacob is and, like, bring it type. He's a bring it guy. Like, make sure it works. That's not how you're supposed to hold me. Hold me tight. You know, show me you got this technique type stuff. So, um I always like training with him. I'm going to take my guys, the, the police officers that I train, to we're going to bring Jacob here, and we're going to do a Kapop uh, seminar for our guys here. He's just oh, phenomenal. Cool. 
very good. I love him to death. Yeah, the down and dirty he's, stuff. He's awesome. Yeah, and that's yeah. exactly and that's exactly his his personality when it comes to fighting. He's like, you know, oh, yeah. just get it done. You know, yep. the you know, the real deal type of stuff, you know, and I, I just love that part um about him. He doesn't do the jumping um, spinning back kicks either. Yeah, no dragon whip kicks and you know, and, and his techniques <laughs> no. are simple. No. It's simple, but you know, one thing that I think is really cool about his art, you know, and Lua as well as like Kajikembo and stuff like that, um, is that you can train safely yet still have the intention yeah. of, okay, I strike the elbow here, I can break the finger here, and, you know, and you train with that intention. And, um, but, you know, unfortunately you get people like Mr. Gentleman that just don't understand that. <laughs> um, they can't distinguish between the two. But, yeah, that's what, that's what I love about Jacob. Um, who else do yeah. we have? We had, um, how did Mark Shuey's seminar go? Mark Amazing. always does a great job. Yeah. Oh yeah. I, he, I mean, he's he's a seminar on wheels. So, yeah, he just he brings his own toys. Him and uh, uh, Dana Abbott when they put the oh, seminars yeah. on together. What a great what a great combination. And Mark brought in some guy from the Wounded Warriors Project that put a combat of flare uh, on the cane system. So, you know, you think about the cane system for old people. You know, you're going to have a cane just to walk around with. But I tell you what, this wounded warrior guy is about six foot five, about 285 pounds. He was a big guy. He about a free, oh, yeah, he was big. Yeah, he was, he was a big guy, but he didn't have a lot of extra poundage on him. It was all in the right places, if you know what I mean. He was a big guy, mm-hmm. solid guy. Uh, yeah, his, his cane techniques, you know, I tell you what, I wouldn't want to be around any of the guys that he's training because they were they were phenomenal, phenomenal techniques. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And for our listeners out there that <clears throat> don't know who Mark Shuey is, he is the cane master. And um, I forgot what the URL of his website is, but he sells fighting canes. They, they're completely, like, functional and usable as yep. walking aid canes. But on, if you look at them closely, these canes will rip you to shreds. They're it's awesome. canemaster.com, by the way. Canemaster.com. Got it. So, listeners, go to canemaster.com, get one of his canes because they will rip you to shreds. And they're, and they're functional, completely yeah. functional. Which really, I just don't know if you can take it on a plane. <laughs> I was just going to tell you that. You can take it. He's had, I've, I've taken them on planes myself. Oh, really? I, so you know, I tell you, here's, here's, the, here's the a trick with the, these canes. Guess where the get where old people with canes go? This front of the line. So you don't have to wait in line. You get to go yeah. in and board early. So, you know, they'll look at your cane. There's no sword. They go, what are these for? You know, just a decorative piece. They, yeah, they're yeah. pretty pretty ballistic uh, as far as damage they'll do to somebody. Oh, man. Yeah, I want I one. I just, yeah, I, I, I got want a, I got one. I have a dozen of them. <laughs> yeah. You should have him up to do a seminar. I mean, I've you got know, yeah. several of them. Oh, very cool. Very cool. Now, who, uh, let's see. We also had, who am I missing, Bob? Who are we missing? Bob Parham. Robert Parham. Oh, yeah, Bob, tell us, uh, oh, tell us a little bit about uh, uh, Robert's seminar. He had yeah, some kickboxing stuff that was just, and it wasn't so Amazing. much, you know, theory. Uh, it was the mental side of kickboxing, why we do this and why we do that, and uh, show me some, some uh, energy transferring of energy philosophies that actually he, he did them on me 
And I was like, okay, this is oh, cool. you know, this is BS. This was, you know, that 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 pokey side of karate. No, no, he yeah. showed it to me, and it worked. I'm like, okay, well, he made a believer. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, what a phenomenal uh, hour and a half of application. And he had a couple people in there uh, training with him, uh, going toe to toe with him, and they were just working on the techniques and how to turn people. And I mean, just a phenomenal guy, phenomenal instruction. And some of the wow. uh, MMA guys that I uh, trained with. Uh, could use this. So, I, you know, I'm working on putting 10 of them together, and we're going to bring Robert down to do um, a seminar maybe a two weeks before their next fight so it's all fresh because some of the stuff oh, cool. is invaluable in the ring, just invaluable. Very cool. Awesome. Well, you know, I wanted to take Robert's seminar, but it was in between mine and Rosita's, and so I definitely wanted to go to Rosita's and I had to get something to eat. So I actually sent a message to Robert apologizing, and I definitely want to take his seminar if he teaches next year. So Yeah, he will. He'll teach next year for sure. Wonderful. Cool. So we might get him down. I'll tell you, if we get him down to uh, uh, Terry Johnson's uh, school in Riverside uh, to teach some of his guys, maybe we'll have you come down and do seminar with, with the fighters down there. Oh, I would love that. Yeah, I'd love okay. to take his class. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Now, for our listeners out there, again, if you have any questions about the Masters Hall of Fame or for Kumu Michelle Manu or Hanshi Dan Heck, um, even about their Ask Them Anything About Their Arts or whatever, feel free to give us the call, 347-677-0699, or you could go to the chat board. Uh, no one on the chat board yet. Um, and you can type your questions in there. Now, Bob, ah. have, um, now, you know, uh, you and I had been talking about, we kind of joke with each other about, hey, the Masters is over. Now it's time to start working again. <laughs> right? You know, the plan for next year. Yeah. So, Bob, why don't you, um, if you could tell our listeners a little bit about um, what the role of the ambassadors are, and then um, we'll, go to, we'll go to Dan uh, a little bit later and uh, see what goes on behind the scenes on his end. And then oh later God. on after that, I want to ask Michelle a little bit about, you know, what would be in, what would be entailed as part of her duties as legal advisor for the MHOF. So why don't we okay. start with Bob? Very cool. Well, part of the job as the ambassador, well, I take on a few different roles. Uh, which you? I got to brace it. Bob is my mule. When I can't get something done by anybody else, I pick up the phone and call Bob. Bob, I, I'm in a time delay. I need it done in the next two hours. No problem, Dan. It'll be done. And 15 minutes later, I get a call. It's done. So Bob is the behind-the-scenes go-to guy when no one else can get something done. I got mm-hmm. still props up where props are, props are deserved. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was, he, that's what he was telling Frank, too. So part of our, our role as an ambassador, other than the other things I was doing, is uh, – <laughs> You know, searching out in, inductees, qualifying inductees, vetting yeah. inductees, right. uh, picking out the appropriate categories. There were a couple of, you know, that, that may have gone to different categories, uh, which, which can be qualified by age, rank, uh, years in the martial arts. And that's our duty to, to, do, to, to follow the set of rules set forth by the Master Hall of Fame and choose these individuals and, and uh, uh, choose them accordingly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, you know, I just want the listeners to know that it's not necessarily people that have won, like, a bajillion grand championships in tournaments. You know what I mean? 
Um, right, and, exactly. And you don't, yeah, and you don't necessarily have to be a celebrity, and, and you know, and stuff like that. I mean, quality, quality is 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 the key here that all of the ambassadors look for, and it can be, it can be kind of hard because you know sometimes, you know, we get suggestions from people. Like I've already gotten a few suggestions. I'm like, crap. Now I got to like look look up these people and see what they're like, right? <laughs> you know, we have to make sure that 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 these, you know, people are, well, number one, who they say they are. And mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And, you know, what, what have they, what have they contributed to the, to the community? I mean, yeah, you know, tournament wins are impressive and stuff like that, but what have you really done? So, you know, uh, you know, we don't want our listeners to think that it's only celebrities that get into the market, <laughs> into the messes all day. <laughs> but go on, Bob. Well, you know, we do have our share of, of martial arts celebrities. This year was Don and Jim Wilson. We had mm-hmm. Cynthia Rothrock. Uh, who else was there, Hanchi Dan? Uh, besides Master Ken and Ed Parker. We had Frank there. We had um, uh, uh, the fight professor was there. Uh, Karen Shepard was there. Oh, I, I, yeah. We can, go yeah. On, we can go on for hours uh, on mm-hmm. the people that, that show up to the Masters Hall of Fame. Um, oh, Art, Art Camacho. Art Benny, Benny stopped in for a quick minute. I, mm-hmm. It was funny. Benny, Benny suited up, got his tux on, came in for a half hour and had to go. My student got a tux, man. You can stay. <laughs> yeah. I, got, I got some place to be. So, I mean, these, they just, all, all of the Kempo community, the legends, Mike Stone was there. Uh, mm-hmm. Just legends of the martial arts showed up at the Masters Hall of Fame in droves. We had uh, mm-hmm. Kyle Lamb. Uh, was there? Kyle is a Delta guy from the Army, and he was—he's the real Hoot from uh, Black Hall Down. You know, remember the, the character named Hoot? Mm, yeah, that, that was. Oh, him. that was. So, wow. Uh, wow. Yeah, yeah, he was there. He got—he got inducted this year for outstanding contributions. Um, just and a phenomenal, phenomenal man, phenomenal warrior. Uh, proud to be in the same room as him. This is the stuff that he's done for our country. They're just great people. Oh, yeah. We had also the other Mike Stone there that had the Guinness Book of World Records for breaking the most ice with his head. Yeah, See, that, that, he was there also. Yes, he does. That's Too phenomenal, yeah. actually. <laughs> Break, that to set a world's record by breaking ice with your head, that's, that's phenomenal. You know, there's a fine <laughs> line between phenomenal and and dangerous. Yeah. Right? <laughs> well, that would be phenomenally dangerous. I could do that yeah. when I get my fourth, my fourth concussion. <laughs> yeah. I mean, gosh, I mean, to break ice with your head, I mean, that's a concussion to begin with. But to break multiple <laughs> pieces. Yeah, because, like, the, yeah, I, I forgot where I saw a picture of some of the ice that he used. I mean, these were not like ice cubes. These, <laughs> these, these were... These were freaking slabs, man. These were like slabs and just crazy, just, uh, man, it, yeah, to break that many. So kudos to him. Most definitely. I would so, I would so hurt myself. (laughs) I know. know. I'd be brain damaged. I'd be like, oh my gosh. It hurts just thinking about it. I think I'm already brain damaged by watching. I know. Um, ambassadors do, Bob? Uh, they, they show presence. They show the support. Uh, you know, somebody said something to me. It was really not comical, but very true. 
and I noticed that that with all organizations, uh, with all volunteer organizations anyway, it's about two or three people that do all the work all year long. Bob, it's eighty percent of the work done by twenty percent of the people. Exactly. <laughs> That's a good way to put it. Mr. Academic, bringing out the stats. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's right. You know, you know, I'm, you know I'm a doctoral student when they start bringing up, uh, bringing up stats and bringing the regressive analysis into a karate karate topic, right? Yeah, that's pretty rare. Right. But... <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> you know, they show their support. They have their roles within the organization, whether they're on their, the executive board or, or on as an ambassador. Uh, you know, it's just a, a really cool thing to be to be a part of, whether they mm-hmm. they work or not. Just to see these people, you know, like we said, yeah. we see them once a year. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm going to see a couple of them now. I don't know if you guys are making it up for the uh, honor awards this year, but you know, Robert Parham, uh, Lisa King, Rosita is going to be there. Uh, a bunch of uh, alumni are going to well, be there the, this year. Do the shout out for the uh, honor awards. When it when is it and that kind of stuff. Oh, it's September 6th uh, okay. at the same place it was last year, Burbank Holiday Inn. Okay, very good. Well, I, you, know, you know, I'll be there. I, I definitely support the museum and everything that uh, Mike Pursuit mm-hmm. is doing. So um, I definitely will be there. Mm-hmm. Very cool. And like I said, a lot of your ambassadors are going to be there and a lot of alumni. I, I yeah. was the, actually the one who uh, nominated Robert, Lisa, Ristita, and a couple of your alumni into the Owl of Honor. Well, I appreciate that. I uh, I normally would uh, jump on that, but I was uh, I didn't even know that we were doing it yet until I got an email saying it was already. The, I was following on Facebook, and because of the Masters Hall of Fame, doing Belize, and uh, going to school, I just never got to it. So I do appreciate that. And that's, that right. goes to being an ambassador, though. Bob, you just fill in the blanks. You're, you're my, you're the guy that just fills in whenever he's needed. You don't need to be told. You just do the right thing. So, uh, I couldn't, if I could, if I could break, make a mold of uh, an ideal ambassador, it'd be you and Rosita, because you guys just do what it takes. You don't need to, someone to stand up and say, give you marching orders. You just fill in where it needed, it's needed to be filled in. And it's a great thing. Yeah, you guys are wonderful. Uh-huh. Thanks, you guys. Yeah, I know. I, I, I know. I didn't know what to say after that. No, no. How do you oh know? Oh, my God. God. I'm speechless. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I was speechless. I know. This is just oh, my gosh. Wait, wait, wait. Of did, that. did Bob just say he was speechless? Like, that's yeah, what I said, Dan. <laughs> we got to put this on our calendars. Wait. Okay. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> so, so Dan. One of, the, one of the things that, that – uh, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to ask. So you know, so now now we have an idea of what the ambassadors do. What goes on on the other side of it, like the 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 inner workings of the organizing part of my Okay, well, I'm going to give you a, a, a visual image. Okay, you ever see a okay. duck floating on a pond? Yes. Yes. Nice and calm duck. Okay. Underneath, his feet are going a mile a minute to keep him floating. That's, That's the master right. whole thing. <laughs> that's the Masters Hall of Fame. No, that's there you, Dan. That's not the Masters Hall of Fame. <laughs> that is me. You're right. That is me. I am going so 50 directions all at once. Yeah. So, um, and part of that is as we grow as an organization and we put the right people in the right places, uh, that stuff gets smoothed out. Uh, gets smoothed out, and we 
we're able to uh, learn from our previous events and, and take the organization strategically into a new a new event or a new model and a new uh, direction. Not taking away any of the branding that we've done because we're branded really well. We're known internationally. Um, we're getting calls from other countries to bring our event to them. So mm -hmm. the branding side of us is really, really good. The, what we're going to work on now is the corporate structure side and to make sure that this thing is duplicatable so when I turn the reins over to the next chairman, he has, mm -hmm. a, he has a model he can work. And the money, that, you know, the, the money that we raise, I don't know if people know this, but revenues in part go to charities. Uh, Royal mm -hmm. Family Kids Camp has got a large ch chunk of revenue from us. Spark Worldwide out of Africa has, uh, you know, we, they raised over $150,000 for a Spark Worldwide in Africa. So, and uh, I think Royal Family Kids Camp is a little over $500,000. Now, that's mm -hmm. all, not all from the Masters Hall of Fame, but it's from our people within the mm -hmm. Masters Hall of Fame. And we use our brand to help them promote their events, and then we give them money based off of our events as well. So, um, that, I think I talked around the answer. I don't know if I answered it directly. But there's a lot of stuff that goes on. I mean, we have mm -hmm. negotiations where I'm working with vendors. I'm working with uh, Bob uh, on a lot of the stuff that I need to get done. Bob's my go-to guy most of the time. Um, mm -hmm. You know, everything from, hey, can you pick up my business cards? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right, Bob? Right? <laughs> right? Right. To, uh, Bob, I, I need you to take over the seminars. Just make it happen. I, I don't have time to do it. So mm -hmm. any, anywhere in between Bob setting up seminars and, and getting, the, getting our uh, uh, seminar uh, host together to something in his area that he's, he's close to. I think the reason we, you know, Bob did the, the business cards for us is because he was around the corner. But mm -hmm. um, there's a lot, a lot of little things that go on uh, on the backside of the Masters Hall of Fame. And our biggest goal is to put on an event that people remember. But on the event that people, if you go to Facebook and you look at the people that are inducted, we are splattered all over Facebook. We're splattered mm -hmm. all over social media, Instagram, you name it. We're, and people are calling me. I, I've got Alan Goldberg, who's my competitor in the West Coast, that has an event similar to ours. It's not a Hall of Fame. It's a Hall of Honors. But he wants to work with us. Uh, Budo Magazine wants to work with us. Century wow. came to the Masters Hall of Fame in Texas and said we blew, he, he had high expectations and we blew his expectations. And that was Mr. Wow. Cole. So, you know, what we're doing has, an, has having a significant impact on the profession of martial arts. And that's mm -hmm. where I want to go next, is, is move this model into a leadership conference for the Association of Masters and bring in people like Michelle, bring in people like Bob White, who does coaching and mentoring, bring in Jethro mm -hmm. uh, Mail and that kind of stuff that, to give our dojo owners the tools they need to be financially successful so they can you know, actually earn a living teaching instead mm -hmm. of just keeping their doors open so they have the privilege of teaching. There's, mm -hmm. uh, there's a fine line between you know, working for something that, you know, because I, I know, I know a lot of people that train because they love to train and it's not about the money they earn. However, it's my personal opinion. If it's worth doing, it's worth doing well. And if you can, mm -hmm. if you can have a dojo that actually creates an income so you can provide for your family, you can do it better. Right? Mm -hmm. So that's the idea. That's the idea. That's awesome. A leadership conference would be phenomenal. When that happens, <laughs> that's what we're doing next. go there. Yeah. That's what we're I'm doing next. 
so there. That's <laughs> that's cool. <laughs> that's very cool. So, um, Michelle, you are the new legal advisor. <laughs> well, not legal advisor. Not legal advisor. She is the vice president of legal the, affairs. Oh wow, the vice president of legal <laughs> affairs. I got that wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I got that oh, wrong. My. Oh my! Oh my gosh! So how did um how did how did you get into this position and and you know what I didn't I didn't know that you were a lawyer I had no idea if you could tell us a little bit about that and the masters how it falls into the masters hall of fame that'd be great. Well, to clarify, since I'm good at doing that, no, I just um, I have my law degree and I have 18 years of some pretty intense uh, legal experience um, federally and every other area of law except for like immigration and uh, workers' comp. But other than that, I'm fully versed and have a broad knowledge, which I think would really help the mm-hmm. Masters Hall of Fame. Um, mm-hmm. It's very interesting. I think it was a little over a week ago where Dan must have heard something in passing about my education and my legal experience, and he actually approached me, and we just had a conversation, and the timing is perfect for me uh, personally, and Dan says that they could really use someone uh, to make an impact in, in these areas and within the Masters mm-hmm. Hall of Fame. Um, so we uh, had a discussion, several discussions this week, and mm-hmm. and he has issued a, a beautiful press release on Friday night. Um, Very so cool. Part of, mm-hmm, yeah, it's pretty. I'm pretty excited. You know, never in my life I've really kept my martial world and my legal world very separate for many mm-hmm. decades. And this is the first time where they're actually gracefully colliding. <laughs> and I do really care about our community. And, you know, like Dan was saying, most I, – I apologize, but is, there is some truth to this. Most martial artists and school leads, um, the heads of – who are the leaders of schools and in their arts are so focused on teaching that they mm-hmm. have a really underdeveloped um, or poor sense of – business acumen and Mm -hmm. their liability and, you know, what they are teaching their students, how to use someone's likeness. Do they have a consent? Uh, What Mm -hmm. does it mean when they're reading through a contract? Um, You know, it's it's like I always used to, in my last position, you know, of director of legal affairs and risk, was if I read a contract that's presented and we're negotiating, if I ever at one point say, well, what the hell does that mean? Then that's what the judge is going to say. Yeah. You you need to take out this legalese and this, you know, verbose, grandiose legal jargon and just write it in plain English so that everyone understands what it is and no one feels Mm -hmm. slighted or something's, you know, being done secretly or you have to pull out your phone to look a word up. It's just ridiculous. (laughs) It doesn't further Mm -hmm. great business relationships, which I know, and that's why I'm excited to be part of the Masters Hall of Fame is, they develop and maintain healthy business relationships, almost to the point where, you know, the contract is a contract, and yes, we need it, because in California, a signed contract is the only way that a contract is finalized. There's no more handshake, but I believe that uh, the way the Masters Hall of Fame has done business and will continue to do business if I have anything to do with it is it, it's almost going to be distilled down to that level of trust of a handshake. Of course, mm-hmm. small print with a signed contract, but you know what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, um, exactly. <laughs> we, we will continue to operate that way, if not build even stronger bonds with other business, you know, businesses out there um, to help further the benefits towards our, our, our members. 
You know, so I'm pretty excited. Part of my role will be to um, maintain the corporate compliance, so current records um, for all the boards, the board to review to ensure that we're in compliance with the state. You know, as a 5013C, we have federal requirements with the IRS um, to make sure that we're in good standing. Um, uh, let's see, uh, historical can, corporate can I, records. Can I butt in real quick? I guess so. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> her, her main job. I see how this has begun, huh, Dan? Yes. <laughs> her main job is to keep me out of the six by six cell for doing something stupid. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. my intention. Yes, very much so. There we go. That, that's what so, I wanted to say. So you know, and I thank you, and then I will. I think you just uh, gave me another goal to add to my list of duties. Um, <laughs> So, you know, like part of corporate law, you know, maintain all of the historical corporate records, the corporate record books, um, make sure that we have all of our filings in on time that, so that we can, we can still be qualified for and not be penalized if we don't follow any of those um, regulations in being a nonprofit. Um, so, I mean, there's so much more in, in the corporate area, but also legal affairs, you know, threatened litigation, um, litigation oversight, settlements, letters. We have to collect, too, from time to time, I'm sure, and, you know, I'll handle that. Grievances. This is an issue that we're having right now. Um, someone not happy with someone that was inducted and feels that they oh. shouldn't be inducted. So, you know, that's an issue. What is our liability as, as a nonprofit association that's honoring this inductee when someone feels very strongly that this individual shouldn't have been nominated, let alone inducted. So what is our role there? You know, how do we mm -hmm. properly convey to this complainant um, why we've inducted this person? So, you know, just, there's some legal research on my end there. Has there been a case like this? In what jurisdiction? Mm -hmm. What did the jury find? What did the judge find? So, you know, it's, part of it will be investigations, too. Um, mm -hmm. All business and, and legal contractual relationships. So, you know, Dan gets a contract and he says, you need to review this. I say, okay, you know, do I have permission to talk to our vendor or the opposing party, um, you know, to kind of get it redlined and finalized for re you know, review. And so, you know, I hope, I hope to handle all contracts. Um, and, you know, public affairs and media, making sure our, our website is compliant with privacy laws as they stand right mm -hmm. now. I mean, that's forever changing. Um, you know, and just anything else that Dan may need, including insurance issues, you know, and, and, and what we do, do we, are we required to have insurance? So, mm -hmm. you know, just taking a look at how the, the you know, the uh, association has operated uh, thus far and bringing and moving it to a, a, a totally different compliant state, uh, if there's any places where they haven't been compliant, just not even out of belligerence or purposefulness, but maybe just mm -hmm. out of ignorance because laws have changed. So... Mm -hmm. That will be my my, do, my job, top watchdog, <laughs> and keep Dan out of jail. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, the, that's the goal there. I, I had uh, heard a story of a guy that uh, didn't think he was doing anything wrong yep. and had no idea that what he was doing, doing wrong was illegal, and he got five years for it. Um, and, and it was like, wow. I had no idea. It, the ignorance is no excuse, as they say. So, uh, you know, if I've yeah. got somebody that can come on board to that, that can mitigate those things, and to ensure, and as big as we are and the brand we have, I would mm -hmm. hate to see some litigation or, or something that comes through uh, the court system to have an, a negative impact on the Masters Hall thing. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we, we went through a couple different situations uh, that we had, you know, that no one else knows about. It's just kept to the executive floor, but mm -hmm. 
you know, there was stuff that you know, a, a legal mind would have definitely helped us. And now that we're as big as we are and as complex and diverse as we are, it's important that, that we maintain the, the corporate side and the structure so our enemies out there, people that don't want to see an organization like this succeed, because there are people out there like that. Yeah. They'll take whatever shot they can take at us, um, we, we need somebody there that can slow them down. And uh, Michelle is that person. Mm-hmm. And I accept I, that challenge. I'm really excited. She'll better, be, better pretty eyes at them, and they'll just melt away. Oh my goodness! <laughs> I wish it was that easy. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm really excited where where the organization's going. Um, you know, having Michelle on the on the team, and it's wow! Like every year, I mean, I've I, I was inducted only in 2011, and just the, the last three and a half something years. You know, I've seen the organization just grow leaps and bounds just within those years, and I'm just, yeah. I'm just like happy, 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 joy, joy, being mm-hmm. in the organization. Yeah. You know, wonderful organization. And we, and, yeah. I I really appreciate that. It was it it's been a strategic goal to move the organization from when I, where it was when I took over, which was a great organization. I'm not taking anything away from where we were at 2006 mm-hmm. when I took it over. But I felt that this organization could be, we're the Masters Hall of Fame. We could be what we want. Mm-hmm. And what, what is our grandiose goals? What do we, what do we want to do? So in the, in the short period of time that uh, our management team has taken over, we've, been, we've partnered with Disney twice. Disney. Mm-hmm. At the Disney mm-hmm. Martial Arts Festival. Okay? We led the parade at Disney. We've, we've partnered with uh, Long Beach International twice. Um, we've, we went to Texas, and uh, we're going to – next year we'll be in uh, um, Venezuela. So, I mean, these are, these are great times for the martial arts community as well as the Masters Hall of Fame. And to be mm-hmm. associated with the Masters Hall of Fame, uh, one of the things that we're doing that's going to be out next year is we're putting together the 15th anniversary Masters Hall of Fame book. Sweet. So. Each chapter, it will be a hardbound book, beautifully embossed with a massive Hall of Fame seal, and each chapter will start with 1999 for the founding members, and then the official photos, the names of the inductees, and the official photos following that chapter. Just inductees and photos. So think about this, uh, uh, Rosita. You have your dojo, and you've got your Masters Hall of Fame certificate and your Masters Hall of Fame trophy and your trophy case, and you're just booked on the table, 15 years of inductees that mm-hmm. with a little uh, what, are, what are those called, those little red reader uh, places, I, I forgot what they're called, but in a book you have something where you can a placeholder. And oh yeah, yeah. So they open it up, they go to a placeholder because that's where it's at they open it up, there's your picture, there's your there's your name in, uh, you know, in record, in the official record of the Masters Hall of Fame. So those are the that kind of things that cool. set us apart from everybody out there that's doing similar stuff. Mm-hmm. It just sets Exciting. us apart. We are, yeah. you know, we are brought, the stuff that we're doing with uh, preferred perks, surety life, uh, monster drinks, um, first data. Oh my gosh, first data! I can't say enough mm-hmm. about. I mean, they're, what they're going to do for us is just amazing. So those are the kind of relationships that we want to continue to build and 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 expand on. And Michelle is going to be front and center to make sure that those relationships. You know, when you're talking to corporate lawyers, 
you want a lawyer talking on our side. You know, you just don't want it, mm-hmm. us okay. talking to a lawyer. You want we want lawyers talking to lawyers. Let them know that you know we're a solid organization with you know a direction and vision, and we're going to do great things. It's mutually beneficial because uh, you know these guys get hit up for money all the time from all sorts of nonprofits. What makes us better? What makes us where somebody's going to cut us a check for a hundred thousand dollars for our charity? Mm-hmm. So why would they do that? Why wouldn't they just go directly to the charity, right? Mm-hmm. So what? What makes us the focal point? And, you know, Rochelle, or Rochelle, uh, Michelle is going to be front and center with uh, German Hernandez, and that's going to be their job, basically, is to draw those contracts together and build those relationships so when we go someplace as an ambassador or, uh, you know, you're, you're a Masters Hall of Fame ambassador, you're recognized in the martial arts community, um, you know, we got we got... Budo Magazine is doing an article on us. The Fight Professor is writing it for us. So we got a lot of stuff moving in you know, a lot of different directions. So wow. Yeah. I'm, the organization is going through, like, such a, a great renaissance right now. I'm just so excited. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, we are running out of time, unfortunately. Oh, my gosh. Um, I know. I don't know what happened to the two hours. But, Bob, <laughs> Bob, what's your... Yeah. Uh, what? <laughs> what's your... What's your take on uh, on the Masters Hall of Fame event that that happened? Like in a, in a nutshell, before we end. <laughs> in a nutshell, kept my ass nutshell. busy. Yeah, yeah. How's that for a nutshell? Yeah. That was a nutshell. That was a, <laughs> kept my ass busy. That was a nutshell. Yes. <laughs> oh my goodness! Well, you know, I, you know, if we had more time, I'm pretty sure that me and Bob could talk to both of you for another two hours because it's always so much fun to talk to, to talk to you guys, um, on or off the air. So, right, right. <laughs> it's yeah. Fun. yeah. So as next year comes around, I'm pretty sure we'll have both of you on again, and uh, yeah. me and Bob will just keep plugging along and. Getting ready. <laughs> well, we'll see you yeah. guys on September 6th, right? We're going to be we're going to yeah. be at the uh, museum on September 6th. Yep. So as long yep. as that's not a USC football game, I'll be there. I got to put priorities where priorities are. You know, sorry about yep, that. Yep, exactly. of course. Of course. Of course. <laughs> All righty. Well, thank you, Hanchi, and thank you, Kuma Michelle, for joining yes, us on the air from Dynamic Dojo. And Thanks we'll for having us. Yeah, we'll see you guys in a few weeks then. Okay. Okay. All right. Thanks. And thank you, Bob, for being a wonderful co-host, like always, every week. Where Where did the time go? It seemed like we just I started the show. I have no <laughs> idea. All of a sudden, it's gone. I don't. I don't know. The little voice in my mic says 90 seconds. All right. So stay tuned uh, for for information on next week listeners just check out the dynamic dojo facebook page to see who we're going to have on next week because we've got like people lined up it's just a matter of scheduling them all right we'll talk to everyone next week have a great night everybody bye-bye now you too bye-bye